1: Perlman. You know what it's from?
0: Mm-mm.
1: Isn't it pretty? Mm-hmm. It's a tango. I don't know what it is. Isn't that guy fantastic? Mm -hmm. You know, he's a guy who's Who's so good at the violin that he's almost too good? Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like he's even able to play a normal straight note. It's got to be wailing, or he's got. It's like he's challenging himself. He's so good. Mm-hmm. So I'm not one of these classical dickheads, uh, Alice. But that is a if you're a Generation X person or older than that. That is uh, from *Scent of a Woman*. That is the tango scene in *Scent of a Woman* with Al Pacino, yeah. an unnamed a- actress. That is *Por Una Cabeza*. I don't know if it was written for the thing or not, or written in the '30s. But uh, it is by far like one of the the, the chorus there. it is really just really you know it's very formulaic, but it's really, can't ask for anything much better than that. And it's Perlman. Possible Me Too stuff aside, the guy is. A flawless musician, flawless.
2: Mm-hmm. All right. I agree. I agree. Oh, good. I don't know what else I'm supposed to say about it.
1: Other stuff. Expand the conversation. Bring I to played
2: violin, you know, not well, not well for many years, not well. Okay. But, um. Yeah. That's okay. all I have on that. I don't know what uh, else you want me to say about it. I don't have Scent talk. of a Woman. People have... People, you don't, I why don't I have, have Scent of a Woman? I don't know. I've not seen that. Oh, goodness.
1: It's not the greatest thing in the world, but it's a chick movie, Alice. You should know is Scent it? of a Woman. By the way, holy God. That is a movie... That is that is a, uh, a piece of music that's just serenity.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Because what a freaking crazy day today was! What a yeah. crazy day! That <clears throat> is true. First of all, the culmination of the of the Colin, not Colin,ing Colin stayed remarkably clean during the whole
2: thing. <laughs> he was not uh, implicated. in but anything. But of
1: the whole um, uh, Corano and Jerry thing and this and that, and you guys who don't know it, and Turtle Boy and all this, and that. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll tell you, uh, and and I don't just like anybody involved in this in this story. I don't. I don't think Corano should stay with Jerry. As a matter of fact, I think that after today, he has shown that he's. a... Are you texting me, telling me to shut up? No. I think that 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 the today the the fighting they had like at, made them develop as as a, uh, a couple of hosts. And yeah. Corano's not just a button pusher. He's a guy who's got a he's got a breadth of talents. He's got stuff. That, he's a creative. He's not a, a monarchy.
2: Yeah, I think he's good on the podcast. I do yeah. think he should lighten up about Turtle Boy, but, I mean, like...
1: Oh, sure, but but the fact that he's not is good content. Right. You know, so now that it's kind of blown wide open, it's it's like, it's great. I thought today was a great show and, and like, a new face for those guys, and they should stay together. Um, I don't know.
2: I think they're broken up, though. No, they shouldn't
1: be. There's no real reason to be. There's no real reason to be. You just give it a little but time.
2: But how do they, like, save face and... How does Carano save face and go back now, though? Even though he should. What do
1: you mean face? Who cares about face? Because he
2: said he was leaving, and people will yell at him more on the Jerry internet. Jerry will make if some entreaty
1: to him that that'll. Be, but Jerry today made an entreaty. They fought it out.
2: Yeah, he should stay, though. I
1: agree. I absolutely should stay. And you know what? I also didn't think that that Turtle Boy, mm-hmm. Aiden, I didn't think one of the things about Jerry like he's good, he's hard nosed, he's this that on the. On the um on the podcast, he knows a lot of he knows a lot of sports, knows a lot about people, knows a lot about you know, um, people in the underbelly of underbelly towns, you know, and okay. he writes about those people. You know, those are some of the people attacking him, and he just knows and other the pretty towns as well. Mm-hmm. But I never thought that with Jerry, he was ever that funny. I always thought when Jerry was coming down with something, or he, he Jerry and Colonnade were laughing that Aiden was more there to get some business done. Guys, let's stick with the business, you know, we'll do the laughing later. He is a virtual stand-up when he's dancing on somebody's grave. <laughs> his 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 stuff, his stuff and riffs, etc., have been very have been absolutely hilarious have been absolutely I'm gonna go
2: watch his live show at night i don't
1: know i don't know if i will but just the, the tweeting is funny the way he encapsulates all the stuff that he was talking about with the corona was it's very funny i mean i guess there are guys like that i guess that, that that maybe jerry's sense of humor works that way too that it's it's one way and then in that way there you know what trump Trump mm-hmm. not really funny, except in the Trump way, and he does that. He's really funny.
2: <laughs> That's true, and I don't know that he gets like other people's humor. No, no, <laughs> Trump doesn't find so, things other people say funny. But yeah, so no. we'll
1: keep we'll keep we'll keep all this talk of this stuff off of the show notes, just in case uh, you know people think we're having another one of those because we're not having another one of those. I we weren't want...
2: having one of those yesterday. We I no, mean, was, like, no, we, we didn't do anything. There we... was no attack on anyone.
0: No,
1: I understand that. I was there. Okay. Um. Okay, Shad, uh Oh, I can call you Shadik, can't I? I've never gotten to call anybody that. <laughs> Seriously, Allison, that is great. Oh. How wonderful! Okay, so here's the. This is my um my post from today on my Substack, where I kicked my own ass during my show. Allison wrote the Substack mm-hmm. called "Equity is the New Jim Crow." Now I can't imagine I'm the first one to make title something that. Or I am, and it's highly offensive, and we'll see if this follows. It
2: probably is offensive, but I don't know. I think it's it's Equity is a
1: new Jim Crow. uh, With the SCOTA search, the game is up. Um, It says, the president has... Okay, this is a quote. The president has stated and reiterated his commitment to nominating a black woman to the Supreme Court and certainly stands by that. White House uh, Press Secretary Jen Psaki said this week, It's all in the name of equity. It is, of course, discriminatory. The administration has implicitly declared that qualified Hispanic, Latino, American Indian, or Alaskan Native, Asian, Native Hawaiian, or other Pacific Islander or white people may not apply because of their race. Back of the line, folks, but we'll call this bigotry equity. I made a friend on social media when I posted about this. So this person named Charlotte Clymer uh, had posted conservative media would ha- would have you believe that President Biden is nominating a black woman at random, name drawn out of a lottery, as though there isn't clearly an abundance of highly qualified black women jurists ready to serve who have been told all this time, wait your turn. By the way, I'm not sure if you saw the, like, the account by the in crowd of how many qualified female black candidates there are.
2: Like 10?
1: No. No. There's fewer than 10 there's four but it
2: uh, that doesn't mean anything
1: that, that doesn't mean anything at all I, I think that it's it's become a new field going to law school you know in the last 30 40 years it's been a new thing i think that right. more black women are getting into the field that's right and the more they do the more will be in the top 10 and more might be all of the top 10 that's fine but you know just factual. doesn't matter. just throw a fact out there So she said, uh, so I responded to what she said and said, we'll never know because the base criteria was skin color, and I took a while to look up criteria versus criterion, and there is a difference. Criteria is the plural. Mm
2: -hmm. Of criterion. Which
1: means I use this right. Mm -hmm. The base criteria of skin color uh, was skin color and gender. The chance to choose the best person for the job who also happens to be black and a woman has been squandered in the name of cheap pandering. Once again, in the name of equity, progressives trample minorities. I think that's fair. I think... Absolutely. they think this woman um who's the who's the lead, who's the leader, Jones or Jackson, I'm not sure who he is, she is in the in the circuit court in d c. Mm-hmm. She might be the greatest single jurist in the history of all of the world. She yeah, might but be.
2: once you announce you're gonna pick the black woman, right. she's now the best black woman jurist because that's what happened is when Biden said that
1: right, right. so and that's exactly why. And so I say then, here's a reply from the progressive blue check with 375,000 followers. She says to me, show me where the Biden administration made this statement. You can't. The statement, of course, saying that... Uh, that um, Other races that,
2: and genders need not apply.
1: Right, exactly. Exactly. So she said, of course, I had already shown her that by saying other races need not apply, but... So I asked her to rethink this through, think it through, and she responded to this. So you don't have any proof anywhere that the Biden administration said, Biden administration said this. Ah, how surprising! Once again, the Biden administration said the president has stated and reiterated his commitment to nominating a black woman to serve in the Supreme Court, and certainly No, stands- Now, what is it that makes her not see that if <laughs> only a black woman will be considered, that no one else will be considered?
2: Everybody else, I guarantee you, they would definitely be able to connect the dots if, for example, President Trump had said he was definitely going to nominate a white man for the Supreme Court (laughs) at any point in time.
1: But how can they, but but it's not even that deep because they're, because they'll say, well, there've been plenty of white, but the point is that you have said that some people, there are a bunch of people who should not bother throwing their hat in the ring, should not bother being considered, Mm -hmm. should not get their hopes up. And it's because you happen to be a woman of uh, Japanese descent. And because of that, because uh, of your skin color and because of your genetics or whatever it is, uh, you can't you're not allowed to do this. So how is that seems to me not to be inclusive? It seems to be exclusive.
2: I hope Biden picks as the first black woman justice, a black trans woman justice. Well, <laughs> because just like the the uh, the first best female Jeopardy player ever, and the college record breaking swimmer, and everybody else, the first four star general or admiral or whatever, what's a what's her name is, you know, like it's so perfect, right? Always, always when they have like these women first, it always like turns out to be like asterisk what. Wom- first woman in the role right but 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 yeah i mean he'll pick a black woman and you know they'll be on paper qualified but it's just funny that they don't like because they said saki said today in her press conference that you know that saying that it's wrong to announce the race and gender of the person you're picking beforehand implies that you think black women can't be qualified And it's like, no, it's exactly the opposite of that. The fact that you're announcing the race and gender means that you don't think you can just have the pick to stand on their own.
1: That's a great point. In other words, we have to take you out of the pool and dismiss the pool and make it just a new pool pool of you for. Right.
2: Oh, I picked you because you're a black woman. like. Well, no. Well, and it's funny because they're saying that this is why they're making this choice. We're going to pick somebody who's a black woman because they're a black woman and black women haven't been represented enough on the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. But to say that that's what dismisses the accomplishments of black women in the legal field. Right. Right. It's not the people saying, wait a minute, something seems weird about the fact that you're announcing this in advance, that you're going to pick a black woman. That's not what's racist. They're the racist ones. And and just the weird projection back on other people like, so what? So you're saying black women can't be qualified? No, you're saying black women can't be qualified. What are you talking about? i mean because there you can also just and i understand the point like there's not necessarily one best person ever right like it's not like you can necessarily every judge has pluses and minuses and complex positions on stuff and whatever else right so it's not like you can just rank them like best to worst and pick the best one but to say that race and gender are coming into your calculations of what makes good justice that's racial part it's not the people saying that you should make your decision on the basis of factors other than race and gender right and you know the whole thing is disingenuous
1: right but i think it's especially disingenuous here because in this particular case it's james clyburn saying trump i mean sorry saying biden you better pick a black woman i'm delivered to you this to you and so biden Declares, so Clyburn will know that it's been done, the transaction's been done. Biden declares out loud, I'm gonna pick a woman of color. That's the thing, that like she's part of this transaction. I'll deliver you votes, you get me a person over here. If ever you feel like a commodity and like somebody who's being used as a unit of whatever rather than a thinking person, Oh my God! But that's-,
2: that's how. But that's how the whole equity game works. That's how the critical race theory thing works. Is you know how many black people do you have on your board, and you need to fill this quota, fill this position. You know you can't have too many Asian kids at Harvard because that would be a problem. Yeah. Like and and it absolutely does. It it treats people not as individuals but as representatives of a race and gender, and that's the problem. Is that We shouldn't be treating people as representatives of their race. That's what's toxic about critical race theory. Not
1: only that, but it's even more insulting because they may be pushing her. They are really pushing her entire track record, her entire history, her entire field of accomplishments, um, her innovation, her brilliance, all of that. They may have not even gotten to that. Mm -hmm. Never got that far. They don't know it. Stuff that she should be acknowledged for, you know, right. that she had a choice in, that she had a part in, making extraordinary. Nope, it doesn't care. Yeah, but I'd like to tell you about my field. No, we don't care. Just go over there. Yeah, we see your skin. That's it. Get in. You're... <laughs> oh, it's so gross. What a racist bunch of a-holes. And really, it's really interesting. I mean, that is, if you look up the, 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 uh, the definition of racism, mm-hmm. it is absolutely believing in, in racial um, uh, superiority. That that whole right. intersectionality is all racial superiority, in gender superiority, trans superiority, right. all that stuff. It's a it's a leaderboard for who's better than who, mm-hmm. based on physical characteristics. It's so gross, and you say you know everybody talks about like you know thankfully we'll never make the mistake again from nineteen thirty nine. It's like you're do you're making moves in the right direction by pointing, putting values on everybody. Boom
2: boom, boom, boom. Yeah. By just assigning, you know, scorecards to people on the basis of, like, how many intersectionality points that they rack up. But that's how critical race theory people think about things, right? Is it's all about, you know, how many points you have in the oppression Olympics and that's how, you, how people make decisions. I mean, there were... So, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but Michelle Wu got um her boston city employees vaccine mandate frozen today did oh did she back this? down no the appeals court uh but stopped it oh so there was a um, bailed her out there was a firefighters union and two police unions were requesting from an appeals court judge in massachusetts that the the city employee thing got stopped but also it was going to end up in like a bunch of people of color being fired from the Boston public schools who are teachers in the Boston Teachers Union. It was mm-hmm. a really big issue. And, I mean, I guess equity and all that and, like, disparate impact stuff counts until it doesn't count, right? Like, when it comes to...
1: When it comes to direct raw power, <laughs> ooh, that's a tough one.
2: Yeah. So...
1: Let me tell you again, Alice, mm-hmm. remember, remember, like, almost two years ago, in March of 2020, it might even be fair, March of 2020... We were talking to people at hospitals, presidents of hospitals Mm -hmm. when I worked for the paper in Massachusetts, and talking about the vaccines and what we'd do when the vaccines came out. And we were talking about definitely, you know, let us know, because the vaccines were going to come first for healthcare workers. Right. And we said, let us know um, who you're going to have to take the first one. So we'd like to get some video of the truck coming up with the frozen truck with all the frozen vaccines Mm -hmm. and everything like that. And... And the president of the hospital, and uh, and we said, "Are you going to um, mandate it for everybody? All the healthcare workers around there?" And she said, "No, absolutely not. No, we're not going to be doing that, not at all. We have a lot of our employees will uh, do not feel comfortable. Do not feel comfortable. And as a matter of fact, you hear people talking about Tuskegee, and we're mm-hmm. not going to mandate it. We're going to make sure that the people right around COVID in the COVID ward, those people would be mandated. Anybody else could be transferred, moved, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that was back when we were peaking, didn't know what to do, etc." and that now we've pushed it this far still pushing it still pushing it
2: right and it's I mean obviously Biden said that Saki said that Pelosi said that there's not going to be any mandates we're not going to mandate it for anybody blah 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 they I mean everybody said it wasn't going to be mandated and everybody who said it was going to be mandated was crazy and a conspiracy theorist right and they were happy to go from that to mandate in about Three seconds when it turned out. And they would say, like, well, we didn't know that it would keep spreading with Delta and Omicron. Like, no, we knew it would. Right. Obviously, we did. And the point of the mandate is, well, we didn't know people would refuse it. We didn't want to have to mandate it, but some people didn't want to take it. Well, that's why that's what a mandate is. Right. We weren't going to mandate it if everybody took it willingly. <laughs> well, like then, then obviously you wouldn't need a mandate. You only need a mandate because some people didn't want to take it. That's, I mean, I, they can't stand on any principle here. I, I could see, I could see in some cases, like, people who work with the elderly, like I could see it. But even those places don't really want it right now because they're so understaffed. They can't hire people to save their lives. Those places don't pay well enough to keep staff, especially now with the wage inflation that we're seeing. And it's, you know, they're going to they're going to have to back down on the mandates because they can't keep people right in in all these jobs. It's just impossible. The healthcare system is in crisis because of massive staffing shortages and the mandates are not helping of you course. know i i don't know like what else they can say about it that can that can keep justifying this push to do it not to mention now pretty much everybody in the country has had covid mm-hmm. like i don't see how after this omicron wave there's like anybody left how is there anybody that hasn't had covid oh, i
1: don't know i don't know i don't think there is almost anybody I do think that um, it is funny. You make the healthcare workers workers have mandates, uh, vax mandates, a bunch of them leave. You cover with National Guard and they make them have mandates.
2: Yeah. yeah. But, like, they're causing problems there, too, because they still need people to sign up. They're already in trouble with all this woke junk in the military right? They're already scaring off the people that they need to join the military because it's being run by insane people who not only are insane and woke and just crazy and pushing all this gender stuff and whatever, but now they're going to go send them to die in the Ukraine? Like, for what? I don't know. But, you know, why would you, why would any parent right now be telling their kid to sign up for the armed forces when it's being run by total maniacs, Who are going to send your kid to die for stupid Ukraine, and, like... It's a tough time. And...
1: Yeah, when they're getting as much, um, you know, LGBTQ plus training as they are, like combat training.
2: plus the vaccines, plus, like, I mean, it just seems like such a losing proposition right now. No wonder they can't get anybody to sign up. And I don't think, like, tweeting out Lana Del Rey quotes is going to help with that. Who the hell is she? She's some singer who's, like, popular, I don't know. (sighs) Not our generation, honey.
1: Dateline, McDonald's. <laughs> McDonald's sales haven't been this good since Bill Clinton was president. This is a, a uh, iffy headline. Higher prices in chicken sandwiches are helping boost uh, McDonald's sales, but earnings disappointed Wall Street this morning. Last year, sales at U.S. stores open at least 13 months jumped 13.8 percent. Largest annual increase since McDonald's started reporting comparable sales in 1993, the company said. In the fourth quarter, U.S. sales jumped. Um, I don't care much about these numeros. Anyway, I am happy, even though it didn't make they didn't make their earnings number. I'm happy that McDonald's seemingly is on the rise. I don't understand how this was happening. all over the last 15 years, like how Chipotle and Panera, w- a freaking bready place with bread and bread and what, a, a, a you know, a a, a, a bread bowl, broccoli and cheddar soup, like who wants mm-hmm. to be, have a freaking stomach gout for the rest of the day? Yeah, I like It pisses McD- me off and I also don't, no, I understand, I was eating McDonald's menu, the, the dollar menu 15 years ago and whatever, because mm-hmm. uh, you could get a double cheeseburger for a, American dollar. It's the best value on the face of the earth. Mm -hmm. And so now people are going to to whatever Chipotle and spending 18 bucks in a a tortilla bowl. I don't get how this, how young, where's all this money the young people have that they can do this? And also, I just don't see how you ever thought, is it just a brand? Is it because um, Super Size Me came out with that freaking fraud who wrote a freaking (laughs) fraudulent movie? McDonald's food is called Just Fine. It's just fine. You can eat it every day and you'll be just fine. You can eat it every day and then you'll be just fine.
2: Mm. Yeah, I do. I love McDonald's, but can I be honest about something? I'm not sure how Burger King is still in business.
1: All right, well. What do they do? Well, they destroyed what they had, which was their beautiful onion ring. That was the thing. That kept them alive during the 80s. Um, And now it's not the same. There's still better onion rings than McDonald's. McDonald's has. What Burger King has that I like is no burgers are good. They're all burgers that we could replicate downstairs easily. But they do have cool chicken sandwiches sometimes.
2: Mm-hmm. I like those like barbecue saucy burgers with the onion rings in mm-hmm. them. But like like you say, you can make that at home. Th- that's the thing about McDonald's food to me is you can't make food that tastes like McDonald's food right. at your house. It has a very specific taste and you can't make other food that tastes like that. If you want McDonald's food, nothing else tastes like McDonald's food. I agree. And I don't really it. know why it does or like what it has in it, what magic ingredient, like You know, know. the funny thing is, Alice,
1: if there was was a McDonald's only 150 miles away from here, Mm -hmm. it would be a family day trip to go. (laughs) It would. McDonald's is so damn good and wonderful. It's just a great magic place.
2: I like McDonald's a lot. Um, And I'm happy that they're doing well. But, yeah, I don't know. Uh, What's your favorite thing
1: from McDonald's?
2: Mm -hmm. I'm a Big Mac person. Mm Mm-hmm. But I did, I mean, like, I spent a lot of time, like, eating their salads and stuff. Mm-hmm. They had, like, an Asian salad that was really good. And, um, yeah, I mean, like, I've eaten, like, everything off the McDonald's menu, I think.
1: So, um, So yeah, and there's there's always a place for, and first of all, I, I will never trust somebody who orders a McDonald's hamburger.
2: I like just the plain hamburger no you sure. don't don't yeah, say do. that. they're good don't say that. no they're they not good, good. Yeah. no
1: they don't taste good yes they you do. make your palate better uh, than that I alice. The
2: plain ones that's why the you're married happiness. to
1: me <laughs> that's why you're married to me because you think the mcdonald's hamburger dry stupid hamburger is good it tastes there's good. a whole world full of beautiful things out there see other men alice have other burgers <laughs> don't, I don't, don't have that other men. yes stop yes um and also uh it should be said that the mcdonald's at least the one used to be one in Manchester, New Hampshire, but they would have every few years the McCheddar. Do you know the McCheddar? Mm-mm. It was a gorgeous thing. That it was a McDonald's hamburger with liquid cheddar cheese all over it. Oh, I don't thick. know if I like yes, that. Yes, <laughs> you'd like it. And it had uh, onions on it, too.
2: Mm, I do like the McRib <clears throat> whenever they do a brief return of the McRib. I always enjoy the McRib and its funny little fake rib shape. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. But yeah, I usually order a Big Mac, but...
1: The the person who eats a McRib orders General Gow's chicken.
2: <laughs> I like General Gow's chicken, too. How I did, know,
1: because you like candy. How it's, did it's, you it's, know? I don't know. The only thing that worse than somebody who says that they love General Gow's chicken... General Gow's chicken is for kids. I had it once in 1989. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I loved it. And then I realized after that, oh, it's just candy. This is for kids. See, <laughs> but you know what makes me upset? There's people who say General Tso's chicken.
2: Well, sometimes it's spelled T-S-O. I don't care how it's spelled. Instead of G-S-E-G-O. I don't know. I don't know Se-gal. why they spell it some way sometimes. Say G-O. Sometimes it's spelled a different way in the menu. Yeah. All
1: right. In other news.
2: I oh, but a- in other food news, I don't know if you saw this that I sent to you, but did you know that McCormick Spices is like trying to take over the whole like condiment sauce aisle?
1: Uh, no. I'm interested in this. This affects my life.
2: It does. <laughs> so, McCormick's has been, in recent years, buying up a bunch of brands. So, they bought, back in the 90s, Old Bay. Okay. Seasoning. Then, Bells? La-
1: Did they buy Bells?
2: Mm, I don't see that one. Lowry's? I don't know what that Lowry's. is. Laurie's. It's like Lowry's. the
1: steakhouse. Uh, they make um, rubs, et cetera. Stubbs
2: Barbecue Sauce. Okay. I've got one of those They're downstairs. On. Frank's Red Hot and French's. Right, well. well. And, Chol- and Cholula they bought in 2020.
1: That's Alice Shaddock's favorite.
2: That's my favorite, is the Chili Garlic Cholula. Not too spicy. Um, so they now control a third of the hot sauce market.
1: Well, isn't that interesting?
2: Mm-hmm. So, and they consider hot sauce to be a growing category. That's going to be the next ketchup. And they want to see hot sauce on every table in the world. That's what they say. Um, so they're... McCormick-based products jumped 55% in the spring quarter of 2021 purchases by customers in the store.
1: My goodness.
2: So, um, yeah, that's, like, a well, big deal. we're fans. So Yeah. Are they American company? Um, I think so.
1: Maybe we'll get some, you know what? Maybe we'll get some I don't know McCormick's, where they were like originally. We'll get some days. McCormick's merch and send it out.
2: But yeah, and then there was this intriguing tidbit Ooh. in there. Their chief science officer said, there's a company out there that would love to have a Doritos knockoff, right? Asked chief science officer Brian Parks. Who said that? The chief science officer of McCormick. They're saying
1: that we'd love a Doritos knockoff?
2: They're saying that they, there's companies that would love to have a Doritos knockoff. So they want to try and mimic the Doritos flavoring. Which I've wondered for years why there's no knockoff Dorito. There's no; there it's just be, a tortilla chip with cheese. Yeah, and but could be it.
1: there could be a patent around the chip. Maybe it's a good question because you look at like Cheetos; they're dusted like a chip too.
2: You can have dusted chips for a while. The Market Basket brand chips was doing a tortilla chip that had flavorings on it. It was called like seasoned or something. It was not as strong a flavor as a Dorito, but it was pretty good. Um, and but but then it went away and like I don't know why nobody has an imitation dorito. I want Plenty to say something about I want to say something about but, but, so if but, McCormick's going to come out through one of their sub brands with a imitation dorito, I'm all for that.
1: I, it, uh okay, I I'm I'm for that too because the dorito is a high priced item at this point. Come on in. Is that Sally? I
0: wanted to see if Sarah was
1: in- Oh yeah, he's not. We don't know where he is. No, he's attached. I to mean, my we phone know where he is. Of course, <laughs> we keep close tabs on him. Um. So this is why I think that's the end of the world, because mm-hmm. so uh, about the thing that I that, that me and Charlotte Clammer got into the problem with. I got 148 million people with uh, pronouns yelling at me, mm-hmm. and 153,000 of them said this. Now do Aunt Amy and Kavanaugh? Now do Reagan? How? How can you, how could you absolutely live with yourself if all you have is the first top-level cliche available to your mind? <laughs> That's it? That's what you're going to use to dunk on me, to hurt me? That's it? The other one is another one I see here. I said, because she called me sweetie, mm-hmm. I responded to her by saying, sweetie, what if I told you the exasperating, I called her sweetie? And then I've gotten a thousand of these. Don't patronize people, you F-head. Not seeing that she called me, <laughs> sweetie. I don't understand how you would go to right to a cliche. Say something good. I've even gotten direct messages, because my messages are open, saying, hey, guess what? Welcome to being the biggest piece of bleep in the world. Welcome to." Come up with something, you idiots. This is why you can't have arguments, because you can't find something clever to say to hurt me. Do a bit of research. I had one guy say, I've all seen all your total crap for years in the, on your stupid half ass Boston Globe writings. It's like,
2: really? <laughs>
1: it's like, God. Come on. Ta- come oh. on.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, it's like the people that attack you on Facebook when you say something they don't like on Facebook. What do they always go for, honey?
1: <sighs> uh, I wait for that rag? It's the <laughs> yeah. little son?
2: No. Okay, former concierge at the Omni Parker <laughs> House. That's right. Which you put on your profile, right. not like you're ashamed of it or something. Like,
1: <laughs> How cool do you have to be to talk in the Melrose Parents Facebook group? Uh, <laughs> like, uh, how elite? Why, how many more credentials do I need? Is that not
2: okay? Yeah, no. And plus it doesn't matter how many years you've worked in radio and media then once a concierge always a concierge but
1: but these are all really good nice people who mm. are class conscious no if you if you've
2: worked a working class job you have no right to weigh in on anything then after that the rest of your life you need always be reminded that you are the help and you had better not weigh in on anything above your station. It's very important to remember that once you work a low-wage job, you have no right to say anything about anybody else. Allison,
1: I've been in love mm-hmm. with very few people in my life. Um, <sighs> you? Okay. You know about another person. Terry Gar, Correct. <laughs> and for a brief time in the year of our Lord, 2004, mm-hmm. a young lady named Evangeline Lilly. You liked her? I thought she was... She was in Lost, right?
2: I guess so, yeah.
1: I thought she was ridiculously hot, yes. Uh oh, It was 2000. It was... World... Anyway, Evangeline Lilly... I didn't Alice, even who, you for
2: a Lost guy.
1: Who's a... I was... I was under duress. <laughs> please, please. Evangeline Lilly, 43 now, mm-hmm. uh, was at the VAX protest in D.C. And she had said that she was. She was protesting mm-hmm. in D.C., she says, I believe nobody should ever be forced to inject their body with anything against their will. Oh, my, Alice, I believe that is going to be a problem. hmm What the hell?
2: Yeah, I mean, I saw this. A bunch of people are, like, tweeting that they feel betrayed. I don't really understand why. I mean, this must be, like, a liberal thing, why they get so upset when anybody, like... One out of a thousand people in Hollywood decides to go against the grain. They're like, I can't believe Evangeline Lilly would do this to me. And there was like some actress who was in Black Panther, too, I think, who uh, her name was getting placed alongside Evangeline Lilly today a lot. Um, I forget her name because I'm not really a comic book movie person. But um, anyway, so it's just funny to me that they like they see one person who goes against the grain and they like feel personally betrayed by their beloved co-star like welcome to being a conservative all the time since forever is we've always had to deal with watching movies full of people that hate us and say really dumb things about us all the time. I mean, that's just like the life that you have to live. If you're a conservative, if you want to ever watch movies or listen to music or anything else, you have to accept the fact that you're consuming media put out there by people who absolutely hate your guts like that's just part of the deal like sorry one person mildly said that they disagree with you and now you like might have to watch a movie that one person who was involved in it you know disagrees with you on one issue excuse us like for existing it's just incredible to me it's like it's like we were talking about the other day like some people like cannot deal with the fact that anyone out there that there's one person who thinks something different than them out there they have to like seek them out and destroy from the earth root and branch they can't just like let someone live out there with a thought that they think is wrong it's incredible to me like nothing but total compliance i need every single person in hollywood in every movie i watch everybody involved in making every song i listen to i need them all to completely agree with me on every topic ever
1: if not your piece of crap
2: (laughs) wait (laughs) kanye
1: insane stupid insane dude hello uncle tom right it's like yeah they are it is it is It is. but it's, it's like
2: an incredible level of compliance that's required i just don't really get like i mean how do you expect to go through life with like no one ever disagreeing with you about anything it's amazing to me i i don't know
1: the Democrats have uh, fudged another graph, this time an economic growth. They had to make a revision. This White the,
2: House puts out all the bad
1: <laughs> tell you something. That is something um, unique to this White House. That is a they, that thing. Um,
2: well, the, yeah, so they put out a graph with a... Uh, The axis of the graph, the y-axis, was counting up by ones, and then it suddenly, for the same amount of height, started going up by half points to make the Biden administration's bar look bigger than the other bars on the graph. I mean, it was already bigger, but to make it look like even more bigger, they changed the scale of the axis in the middle of the axis, and... So people pointed this out and they were like, this is why you proofread, as though that's like a typo. that <laughs> They made the scale of the graph completely misleading. It's incredible. It's like somebody took a, a statistics course in high school and all the things, you know, like when math teachers, you probably don't know things math teachers do, but no. how they say things like... They show you, like, how people can mislead with graphs. They, like, took this class in high school and, like, took all those things directly as tips of what to do. Not, like, (laughs) things to look out for from other people. But they were like, sweet, these are all the ways you can mislead people with graphs. Perfect. But, yeah, they've been putting out all kinds of crazy graphs. They're out of their minds. And they're so just, like, blatant and weird about it. It's so gross. I I don't know what else to say about it other than it's just like childish and they get yelled at on twitter all the time about it but i mean it's kind of funny because it's sort of a slippery slope though like the government telling insane absurd lies or showing you insane misleading ridiculous things that are like Im- should be embarrassing
1: yeah
2: um but That's sort of how they get you, is they do stuff that's, like, embarrassingly bad. And then the media continues to cover for them, and they continue to act like it's just fine. And they have crazy people on Twitter just defending them all the time. And, you know, like, people start to believe it and think that it's okay. And pretty soon they're, like, banning people for disagreeing with it. Right? You know, it goes pretty quickly from... This is absurd and insane. Like, you couldn't have predicted a few years ago. Well, some of us could have predicted, but most people wouldn't have predicted a few years ago that to state, for example, your friend Charlotte Clymer's biological sex on Twitter could get you easily banned from Twitter. Right? Because that's just like... Oh, could that
1: that have happened? Hmm? Could that have happened? They
2: already, like, banned some congressman a while ago. I think he did manage to get his account reinstated eventually, but because he called some trans person, he or whatever. Yeah, I had somebody. Like,
1: say, well, one of the many people who said, when I called her sweetie, said, dude, don't be effing condescending and call her sweetie. Is like, I mean, to be more accurate, there's no her involvedness. I think I called him but sweetie. Yeah,
2: but if you say stuff like that, though, like you absolutely could get Twitter banned, they would all report that, and that would be like hate. Because, I I mean, but you couldn't have predicted that that was reality because it seems so absurd that you would ban somebody for stating somebody else's biological sex. Like, it seems ridiculous, right? But that's like...
1: They don't know what they're doing, is the thing.
2: But when you continue to act like absurd positions are totally okay positions to have, then, you know, then you open the door to this. Like, you give this legitimacy. Everybody that acts like Leah Thomas being on a girls' swim team is totally fine. Even though we all know that it's not fine at right. all. Like, right. <laughs> it just, it it opens... It's
1: everybody being quiet in the function room because they called ahead and said that the guy turning 30 is almost there. So, for the surprise party. So, mm-hmm. everybody's like, okay, that's what kind of game it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. we're all doing this for him. Okay. Okay. So miraculous. I mean, just the same way Else, just a few months ago. There was three people half-assed standing in front of Glenn Yunkin's tour bus holding tiki torches Mm -hmm. with stuff on. They were obviously, obviously it was ridiculous. It was meant to look real. But it was absurd. Seconds later, the Internet figured out who everybody was and and found out who they were. The idiots who thought of it then went on to declare victory and say, you know, we were making a larger point. Right. Okay.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, it's everything is so ridiculous now that you can't. I mean, for example, even take the Hunter Biden thing. I mean, like, you want to see real cheating in the 2020 election. Like, I think the Hunter Biden article squashing and the locking of the New York Post Twitter account for two weeks right before the election is right up there with the most egregious things that happened to try and hand Biden the election. And now everybody just sort of acknowledges that, yeah, they believe that the Hunter Biden laptop is real and all the stuff on there is legit and they just don't care. And they just squashed it because it was mean to Biden. In 2020 and they wanted Biden to win. And that's like just tacitly sort of acknowledged now that that's the reality and that's fine. Mm -hmm. You know, just like everything else, just like how, you know, we were a little while ago talking about the mandates. We're definitely not going to mandate anything. Oh, now we're mandating stuff. Obviously, you didn't believe us when we said we weren't going to mandate. We're definitely going to mandate it. (laughs) Clearly, like, They just act like you're the crazy one all the time, even though they're completely out of their minds and behaving like crazy people. And it's just you know, it would be funny if they didn't really mean to destroy you with it. Like, it would be funny that they think Leah Thomas is on the girls' swim team and that's fine if they didn't absolutely want to ruin your life because you disagree. It would be fine if, you know, if they turned around and said crazy things about vaccine mandates except they're in control of large portions of the government and they can actually try and make you get vaccinated when you don't want to you know they can it would be funny if they didn't run everything but (sighs) hopefully hopefully 2022 uh, Biden is gonna lose some of his control over some stuff presumably and uh, I mean I'd like to see him impeached Day one, if oh, the Republicans I mean, obviously, get Congress, obviously. I well, like, certainly, certainly I'm ready.
1: Should, uh, yeah, they certainly should do that. There's no doubt about that if for any number of reasons. It's going to be a matter of finding the reason at some point. Um, I'm also- I mean, I think
2: for Afghanistan, I think for the um, CDC housing law,
1: yep, the eviction the, moratorium. Yep.
2: I think. I mean, I think there are. I'm few- also
1: for the for the uh, for the OSHA mandates. I'd be for as well.
2: For the, but ocean for the housing sure.
1: moratorium. You, knowing housing it's moratorium. unconstitutional, but still doing it.
2: Saying you're going to pick a Supreme Court justice based on race. Why not?
1: Actually, that is uh, unconstitutional. You're not allowed to only...
2: Select give people for a, for a job, job some... based on race. Yeah.
1: You can't... We can't, uh, you know, hire for the Bernabeu podcast and <laughs> say, we're only taking Filipinos. <laughs> you can't do that.
2: No. That's even why, like, restaurants, when they want to hire, like, if you run an Indian restaurant and, like, you you know, only want to hire Indian people, they'll, like, base it on language, like, must be fluent in whatever, right? Yeah. Like, so that they can, like, get around that because, you know, it. you can't, you can't do that. You can't, and restaurants, like, in New York and stuff, I know have gotten busted for that in the past. They, like, phrase their job listing the wrong way and they get in trouble. But, yeah, it, I don't understand why he can go out there and say, like, I'm only picking people for this job from a certain race. Like, it's. It's so screwed up. And the the same people who are upset that, you know, you called it out on Twitter, for example, would be completely upset if it happened the other way. And they would say that that's because there's no such thing as reverse racism and it's writing a historical wrong, et cetera, et cetera. But I stole this from somebody, so I can't take credit. But I saw somebody say on Twitter a while ago that you can only believe in CRT if you think it's true that two wrongs can make a right.
1: Well, right, right. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that it, because I'm glad you said it because I just replied to somebody a moment ago when I shouldn't have. Damn it.
2: Oh, yeah. There used to be racism. So now we're going to racism back That's the other exactly way. That's
1: exactly right. <laughs> Here's a, How
2: does that help? Seemingly.
1: Um, here we go. This is a woman named Kara who's uh, who's got um, 771 followers. Kara cooks. I like I like uh, photography, cooking, reading, running, movies, history, and politics. Always learning. I block trolls, racists, and mega cultists. She her. Kara says the base for the base criteria. She says to me for the court for its first two hundred years was gender and skin color. Why not now? I responded to her because racism is bad. She responded to me. Uh, yes, it is. Which is why it's time to promote promote non-white candidates first.
2: <laughs> okay. Exactly. exactly. There we go. <laughs> racism, I guess so. Racism was bad, so we're now... Separate bathrooms, back
1: of the bus time. That's right.
2: <laughs> Please, take us out. It's like oh, you and I doing a I just, tango out. <laughs> I didn't know it was time to take us out. Um, but you can find us on Twitter. That is at Burn Barrel Pond. Uh, we are also at Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcasts. We're at burnbarrelpodcast.com. I've lost the whole cadence because it's not to my normal music. I'm very off. I don't know what to do. And you can email us. I mean, that was us. the anchor
1: that held the broadcast together, Alice. <laughs> Burnbarrelpodcast You're, podcast- out, you're at
2: Email.com. I don't know how get to Get this done quick. Even... <laughs>
1: That's it?
2: I know. You told me to get out quick. I don't I know was i was at the wrong
1: place. Doing. You got time. <laughs> Anything else you wanna to say? To you
2: the, to you can opposite? turn off the mics now, I'm good.
1: Okay. Oh sorry. Hold on. Dang it. What? I wanted to make noise again. i was like a good part. Ah, okay. See ya.